Yes! 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 Welcome everybody to another edition of the Put Me Where Podcast episode. 140 something. I'm not 100% sure, but we're almost at 150. I know that. I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, aka the Mez, D A D. Also joining us, you know him, you love him. He is the 10th one of the world, the 10th one of the world, the puncher of walls, Dicklitz himself, Richard Garcia. How's it going, everyone? And you know him, you love him. He is a WWE simp. He is the handsomest man alive, the Pinoy powerhouse himself, Byron Bagdalao. What's up, everybody? Live from the now-defunct Thunderdome, just hanging out by myself with all the fans here. <laughs> they still leave the screens on, huh? Yeah, they, you know, it's a high electricity bill, but we'll do it. <laughs> Spare no expense. <laughs> um, it's really comfy. Um, you know, there's a lot of frozen faces, I think. Yeah, whatever. It's a chill place. I mean, they're they're. I mean, they're basically just recordings, just cheering you on, regardless, yeah. right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's really just to feed my ego. <laughs> yeah. which needs to be fun. Um. Wow. Wow. We. Wow. 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 We have. There's a lot to get into. Um. Nothing from WWE. <laughs> we're going to talk about today. This is an all AEW show, all Elite show, if you will. Um, all out was last night and we have a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about. Um, so, what? uh, we, we don't have, we don't have time for that. We don't have any, we don't have any news. It's all going to be this. Uh, but definitely before we get into any of that, huh? I was going to uh, say, uh, this is the news. Like, yes. This is the news right here. All out. Um, well, let's just get into it guys. Like, what do you, uh, who wants to start first? I think we, we have to pay some bills first. We got to pay some bills first. You know this. Oh, we got to give it up for our friends. It's been a while. It's been a while. Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Make sure you go check them out. And right now is a perfect time to do it because they're always releasing the hottest in new merchandise. I feel like they're dropping a new shirt every month at this point. Make sure you go check them out. Great people putting out great products. So make sure you go check out Grudge Match Brand, Grudge Match Brand and make sure you use a promo code Put Me Over. Let them know that you, that we sent you there, and they'll hook you up with fifteen percent off your entire order. Use the promo code Put Me Over for fifteen percent off your entire order. Also, if you want some Put Me Over merch, you know we got we got stickers and shirts and things like that. We have a website PutMeOverPodcast.com for all your Put Me Over podcast wants and needs. Go there, buy a shirt, help us out. Um, this show is not cheap, so definitely. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of high production. Look at this lighting. This lighting costs money. The Thunderdome costs money. Dick has a rent mortgage to pay. So just buy, buy, buy a t-shirt. Just, just one. Anyways, those are the bills we got to pay. Help us out. We got pay-per-views we need to buy, folks. Did you guys buy it? Did you guys, Before we talk about it, like, how is... Your pay-per-viewing experience now. Like, I know all of us been spoiled with the network uh, or, you know, the worst fucking thing ever is Peacock. Well, and, like, yeah. Their, their coverage for AVP Volleyball, that's a whole other story that I'm, that makes me irate. Peacock but, is really fucked, fucked, really fucked up the network, I think. Um, even for Olympics, too. Their Olympic coverage was hot garbage, but. Except for that, uh, that Snoop Dogg, Kevin Hart Olympic highlight show was the best thing of the, the entire Olympics. Oh, 100%. Oh, that shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Byron, if you want to bump up your mic vo- volume a little bit. Oh, better, 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 better. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Cool, cool. Weird. I wonder why it keeps coming down. Um, But yeah, Peacock is just no good. Um, But yeah, we, we ordered it yesterday, Um, and we didn't have any problems with it. I think we used Fight TV. Solid. It's 50 bucks. It's 50 bucks, right? You guys spent... Yes. Damn, that's crazy how much. That's how much we used to spend back in the day uh, when our parents used to get mad when we accidentally hit <laughs> order buttons on our pay-per-view buttons, huh? Well, we had a buddy that had a, his uncle was shady and had a black box, so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we used to watch back in the day. There you, there you go. How about you? Why did you just walk, Dick? Would you, would you order him? You know, um... I, uh, during the pandemic, I made it a habit to order the pay-per-view, and um, 
if 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 um if I didn't if I didn't have a chance to watch it with you, I would have done I would have absolutely done it. Um, I think it's worthwhile. I mean, you, they only put four shows a year, so you're not paying fifty bucks every month. It's every every few months. Yeah. Uh, I I, well, I agree. Right, Byron, you said but you said earlier. I think we are spoiled by um by the by how WWE has done um, the pay per view um system with the network. Um, you know, they did it back in 2014 when they started the network. Where if you guys remember the commercials, where they would Recording beat you over the head. Progress. Why are you paying fifty? Why are you paying fifty bucks a month when you can just watch it on the network for nine bucks a month? And that was a genius move at the time for WWE, but at the same time, I think it also hurt their pay-per-view business, and it made it made fans not want to spend money every month buying a pay-per-view. But um, I think we're seeing it now with, with how AEW's been doing the pay-per-views and that people are willing to spend you know a certain amount. I mean, look, look at UFC. If people are willing to spend 60 70 bucks 70 a, a month for a fight. If it's a good car they put out, AEW puts out, they're going to spend the money. Yeah, and I think I think UFC is still doing the thing where if you wanted an HD, you have to spend like ten dollars more, which is crazy in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that seems like a shitty upgrade or like a shitty, um, like I don't know what they call it, but yeah, fuck that. It's it's twenty twenty one, people. You don't need to do that. <laughs> There's no need to. Everything should be HD at this point. <laughs> I know. Um. All right. I agree. Well, let's just let's just. Oh my god. AEW All Out last night. These are our reactions. We watched it. Um, last night was incredible. I've not felt like that after a show where we were literally um, marking out. Oh, hi, Mark. And just, you know, jumping up and down um, like little kids. It was crazy. Um, I would say, obviously, show of the year. Uh, maybe show of the last five years. Maybe show of the last ten years. Um, some people are saying best show of all time. I don't know if I can say that. Chill um, out, chill out, everybody. <laughs> I, but, I, I think time will. I think time will tell before we get into that. Um, before before if that is even to be considered. But um, by far, it is the best show AEW has ever done. Uh, yeah, I would say watched. best AEW show. Yeah, well, that goes without. Yeah, that's not a. Yeah, I think it's definitely that. Only, even if it's just for the appearances alone. I think it's easily the most, not even the best. I would say most important. Yes, show show uh, of their uh, short Agree. existence. Um. So let me let me. I got to go back to the match card. Um. So we can kind of talk about what we saw. Uh, bear with me one second. Does Does Wiki have the match I, I have sequence? I I have it up. So. Um, the pre-show was actually uh, a ten-man tag match between uh, Best Friends and Jurassic Express versus uh, the Hardy Family Office, and uh, that was a pretty good match. A uh, quick match, quick ten. Uh, obviously, the, the the baby faces won. Um, I'm okay with it. Uh, didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, it's a great way to have a kickoff show to start off, uh, to start off the pay per view. Uh, did you see the? What did you see, Byron? I'm just kind of curious. Okay, well, I saw. Well, I guess we should start the show because there were so many matches and so many important moments. I guess the best way to probably start the show would probably be by just picking our highlights. The matches I did saw, what well, did saw? Well, uh, I watched Kenny Omega <laughs> because I knew what was going to happen. I saw CM uh, Punk in the WC, I mean, CM Punk versus Darby Allen in WCW type match, kind of snooze fest. A little disappointed in that, I'm not going to lie. But uh, I saw Chris Jericho because I was interested in that. And then I saw that, uh, I'll give it to him, which was the match of the night, hands down, was uh, the tag team match because that shit was, yeah. Ray Phoenix, uh, when he does and if he does go solo will be, I don't know. I don't know what the mic skills are or like the level of star power. But as far as we're talking about in ring magician, he's probably uh, up there with the, with the top, probably top five performer in ring. Just he's insane. He's insane. Uh, that match was uh, normally like 
that's one I would almost call, uh, you know, Spot Monkey Fest, whatever. But I thought it was well executed. And no hate from for that match at all. I thought that was one of the best matches I've seen in AEW. It wasn't corny. It wasn't over overly drawn. There was, I don't remember any botches or any ones that stood out, especially for that type of match. Um, easily matched in night. But those are the four matches that I saw. But as like, oh no, only because I didn't really care about the other ones. Um, uh, but yeah, like uh, before I give my overall reactions to that whole show in general. I'm curious to see what you, uh, AEW Marks, uh, thought of the event uh, like, okay. in general. Like, first, so initial thoughts. Saw, so you saw the second half of the pay-per-view then? Okay. But I, I would say the most important part. I saw some Ruby clips online, too, because I wanted to see. And I'm, that that's one of the AEW signings where I'm happy for because I don't think in WWE she got a full run as a solo superstar, and I'm glad... Like she can really ramp up the division. Uh, and Ruby, she's pretty charismatic. Uh, I didn't realize the Baldwin Park Queen, uh, uh, you know, garnered that kind of reaction, and it's pretty cool to see her uh, flourish in AEW. Even if it's not, you know, I'll call it how it is. I think it's perfect for her. It's a match made in heaven for uh, Ruby. I think the fans know how great she is because she. We all know that she's she's a really good wrestler. Like she can actually wrestle, and WWE never did shit with her for whatever reason. They didn't like Baldwin Park. They didn't like Southern California for whatever reason. Um, but they uh, they just jobbed her out to any anyone and everyone could because it's almost like when you are a good wrestler, that's what they do with you. You're the person that they jo- they make you the jobber. Um, so she was the person that is there to make Eva Marie look good and to make Nia Jax look good and to make Lana look good. That's who Ruby Riot was in WWE. So when she came to AEW, you can you could tell that people were excited to see her because they know how good she is. And I think WWE just is hand delivering just already like per- perfectly prepared stakes. Here you go. All you have to do is serve them now. And AEW is just like, okay, well, yeah, thank you. I'll, these are perfectly prepared. Tomahawk ribeyes ready to go. Um, um, and now she has to prove it, and I'm just happy like she has the opportunity. I don't know how well or um, how great she's going to flourish in there, but um, it's good to see because in those there's like that 24 where she seemed like behind the scenes where she was such a nice person and a, a likable person. So yeah, I'm rooting for her big time. She came across really good in the media scrum after the, uh, also I hate the word scrum. I, I stupid I, word. I hate it. I hate it. It sounds disgusting. Um, but she came across really well in the media, um, event after the <laughs> AEW. Um, and Tony, Tony Khan put her over pretty well. Um, and it's a, it's big because her name's Ruby Soho and she comes out to Ruby Soho by ranted. Like that's already perfect enough. Um, and I think AEW is very punk rock when it comes to how they are run are ran. So yeah, like you said, Byron, this is a match made in heaven. I think for both of them, I love that analogy and I'll probably bring that analogy up later that AEW is pretty punk in, in, in good and bad ways. But, uh, initially, what were you guys thinking right after the pay-per-view? I don't know if you guys had anything to drink. I didn't get to watch it until, uh, a little later last night and this morning to catch up a little bit, but I'll probably watch that mural match. I heard some good things about it. Um, but, um, yeah, what was your initial reaction right after that event? Like, what the fuck? Game over. Game over. WWE. Like, what? What are they gonna do? You're gonna. You, what are you gonna? You gonna give me a re, a rematch of whatever you did on Raw last week? Like, they have to do something. They can't not do anything. They can't keep doing what they're doing. NXT is basically gonna be done for if they if they are gonna. Ru- go forward with what they are planning on doing with NXT. Um, they just let Adam Cole, Cole go, which is another thing we haven't even talked about a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that this was a huge shift in pro wrestling. This is, there's a lot of wrestling companies and I think AEW has been number two, but now it's a close, closer number two. Um, than they were before, if that makes any sense. Like, they're closer to number, like, being neck and neck with, I think, on par. When you think of wrestling and you think of the biggest companies, you think, oh, AEW and WWE, though that's wrestling. Um, that's that's all I think of. 
What do you think, Dick? The the gap's definitely closing in uh, between WWE and AEW. Uh, this this show is going to go down as um, a show for the ages. I think a lot of people are going to go back and look at it and see um, how far AEW has come. You know, in, in only a few years because uh, they weren't even around three years ago. Uh, yeah. This is just this is a brand new company. Uh, is WWE in trouble? I mean, no. Uh, they're making they're making record revenue making record profit, as long as they're getting hundreds of millions of dollars from these media companies, they'll be fine. Uh, but this is also a good thing for AEW as well because it ups their value. And Turner may see this and be like, well, you know what? We want to keep you guys around for a little bit. So this, this, will, this, will, this will definitely benefit AEW as well because they're going to be getting paid later on, especially when, when uh, it's time for them to renegotiate their, their, their TV contract in a couple of years. So uh, I, I just don't like the idea that, oh, WWE is dead. They're, they're going to be done for. No, they're, they're, as long as they're making money, as long as they're getting those contracts, they'll be fine. AEW should just focus on themselves and just try to um, expand and, and you know, try to create a, a larger fan base. When I say WWE is dead, I mean it in the sense of in the eyes of the fans. Um, I I don't see a lot of people with this much excitement tuning into Raw. There, there's no buzz behind WWE at all. Like there's zero. Bring in Brock Lesnar all you want. There's no buzz behind WWE. Becky Lynch isn't this even. This was their WrestleMania. You know what I mean. So to compare all out to a rest to like their weekly episodic TV, I don't think that's a fair comparison. They just but had SummerSlam. Finish uh, your reaction, Dick. Uh, what any any like thing that stood out or any big takeaways from that? I guess it's a huge night in uh, sports and entertainment, pro wrestling. It's a big night in pro wrestling for sure. Uh, like I uh, just to recap. Um, you know, the, the Young Bucks Lucha Bros match, my God, it it went above and beyond. I, I was expecting craziness, but man, did they did they over-deliver. Uh, when Lucha Bros came out with, in that entrance with, um, with, with, the, with the two guys rapping their theme song and they had the Mexican gear, and like all, all, uh, all rostered out, I was – you and I were saying that yesterday, Drew. Like there's no way they're losing this match. Yeah. They got the pyro. No, no. They had like the, no. the Aztec headdresses. No, there's no With way. Fake Pitbull and fake Bad Bunny and fake <laughs> <laughs> all those guys. They no. have to pay for those guys. Yeah, they had. No. Uh, they they ordered no, uh, Pitbull there's, on there's, Wish. There's no way. <laughs> there's uh, there's absolutely no way that was that was going to happen. Uh, but but going back to that match, uh, man, th- that tag match is going to go. I mean, it, that's going to be a, that's a classic for sure. Uh, is it one of the is it is it is it one, like the greatest tag team match of all time? Mm, debatable, but it's up there. I, I definitely would say it's up there. Uh, definitely one of the best cage yeah. matches for sure. Because yeah. cage tag matches probably up there, number one maybe. Because I don't know oh. any cage tag matches specifically. Cage, I know cage that's, matches in yeah. Gen- in general, in in general, I'm not I'm not including Hell in a Cell, which is totally different. But as far as a, a, a traditional steel cage match, oh, this it's definitely up there. And while we were watching it, I was like, this is the perfect, like, match. Like, ring psychology, like, they nailed it. Uh, no pun intended. They mm-hmm. um, they definitely, you know, for a good portion of the match, the Young Bucks were just dominating. Um, and once that comeback started with the Lucha Bros, you could feel the crowd getting more and more invested in this match. Um you know, they had the, the thumbtack sh- shoe c- came out and like the Lucha Bros were getting fucked up. Like it was bad. They're ripping their masks off. They're bloody. You really felt for these guys. And once they started to come back, the crowd was just in it. Um, I That was one of the best match, like tag team matches I've ever seen. Um, easily match of the night. Easily, easily match of the easily. night. Um, maybe the, the honestly, like from what I've seen, no probably the best, probably the best AEW match. I mean, in the short history, as far as like what what's going on in the ring and execution, because there was a lot of pressure to be that for those guys. So yeah, um, to live up to that, I thought was a, a success in itself, and I thought the the way it was booked was pretty good too. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think the previous match of the year involved the Young Bucks and Leecher Bros. So good for them, you know. 
But yeah, on a classic uh, a few years ago, um, they had they had that ladder match. I think it was an all in, if, if I remember. And uh, that was one of the be- that was definitely um, one of the best matches of 2019. And I just thought, like, what could they do to top that match? Because they they just went ballistic, and I think they topped it. I would say this this match is probably better than a 2019 match. And that cage, oh, that cage yeah. was tall as shit too. Like it wasn't like your standard cage. It was, I felt like it was like way taller. Um, the spot with Phoenix jumping tall. off, it looked. It looked like a comfortable dive. It didn't look like the crash was that bad on the, on the ending. Like, it was perfect. They probably practiced that one, I think. That's a spot you probably have to practice. With the pad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? I was more afraid for Nick when he landed on his feet, you know, when, when he kicked him off the cage. Because at one point, it looked like they were both going to fight on the cage, and Phoenix knocked him off. Um, but landing oh God, from yeah. that height, landing on your feet, it looks looks like that hurts. Um, Britt Baker and, and uh, Chris Atlander actually had a really good match, too. Um, don't sleep on that match. Um, and then um, you had one of the biggest shockers of the night uh, with uh, Minoru Suzuki coming out. And they're already going to have a match with John oh Moxley. Oh, my God. Let's, let's talk about that. Dick, Dick was literally jizzing in his pants uh, when Suzuki oh came out. Oh, my God. Because we were kind of just fantasy booking um, before the match. Like, we were like, oh, man, you know, Kojima's cool, but, you know, it would have been cool to, like, get, like, a like a Tanahashi. And then Dick says, like, or Suzuki. That would have been awesome. And then, sure enough, at the end of this match, Sean Moxley and Kojima uh, went a it, – it, it, was, it was a match. It was an okay match. Um, yeah. But, you know, you have the Suzuki music. The match, the match itself was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that pile driver too, that shit's fuck. These Japanese motherfuckers don't care about necks. No, so, uh, no. Yeah. When when Kaze Ninawa played, the place erupted. They everyone knew who that's crazy was going to come out. That I thought, yeah, that was one of the. That's great. Like that whole uh thing, I think that's it set the the tone for surprises. Uh, thinking, you know, that could be one of the bigger ones, which obviously wasn't one of the bigger surprises. And I'll give it, like, here's one thing I will say about AEW's uh, fans. They're very, uh, it's like going to punk show. They're very, they root really hard for these people or these, uh, the, the, the wrestlers they love really fucking hard like they would a punk band. You know, the, yeah. it's not like you're going to a punk pop concert where you're you know which i would equate to even a wwe or like you know that kind of event i think like you said earlier i think AEW's vibe is a little more punk rock more diy in a sense with a lot of money behind it but uh because you know all these guys came up from the indie scene and i think that's why even we'll get into it a little bit about adam cole i think he's a perfect fit even daniel bryan's a perfect fit yeah so um i think it's a win like they had a big night last night i'm not going to take anything away from that however i do have my concerns and there are um some things that uh, um i could be a hater on but i'm not gonna be hater on but just things i could see that hmm interesting yeah, we we definitely need to talk about that. Um, so let's keep going. We talked about the the cage match, new AEW World Tag Team Champions. We talked about Ruby Soho uh, eliminating Thunder Rosa. I thought either one would either one of them would have been great. I actually just want to see them in a match straight up, Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho. Adding her to this roster of women um, is they need it. They need more girls in this division. Um, and I think that she's going to, she's going to do great. She's going to ha- definitely help them out. Um, Chris Jericho and MJF. Their women's I- division slowly, oh, hold on, real quickly, <laughs> Andrew, uh, their women's division slowly coming up. I mean, little by little there, it's coming together. Yeah. Um, take Conti just had a great match. Um, and then you have, um, Jamie Hayter who's, who's doing great. Jade Cargill, who is like mm-hmm. a legit like superstar she's gonna be great um and she's gigantic like i'm afraid of her um it's it's there's definitely a lot of good things on the horizon for for their division um i at one point there was a we want tessa no we don't chant going back and forth in the arena that was funny um i I don't think that's really interesting i don't think they're gonna go for tessa i think they would rather Mm. let wwe deal with that 
Yeah, I, I think that just goes to show you what uh, Tesla, her, her career is right now and what people really within the company think of her. And, you know, her father is still is still working for the company. So you would think by now she would have a, a shoe in yeah. to get in the company, but nothing. And she's been a free agent for over a year now, I believe, right? Because she left, she left Impact, I want to say, about a year ago or so. Uh, and, I think uh, right in the beginning of the pandemic, I feel like. Yeah, like it's, it's that's that's really interesting. Um, but even without her, I mean, uh, you know, as long as they pick up a few other pieces, I think their women's division is going to be they'll they'll be good. I don't think it'll be as good as, um, you know, NXT, but it's getting there little by little. Give it time. Yeah. Um, MJF with the troll job of the night. Oh God, he got. I think he got everybody right. Did you see yeah, his entrance, Byron? Yeah, well, hold on. Is my audio still breaking out? No, you're good. Dude, uh, you guys are getting choppy real quick. Let me uh, let me log back in real quick. It's weird. I'm gonna replug my interface. I'm gonna restart it. All right. See you guys in a sec. I am going to recording stopped. I'm gonna pause this. All right. So while Byron fixes that, let's go to our sponsored segment. So troll job of the night definitely goes to MJF. Am I wrong? Did you see that, Byron? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. My problem with that whole stipulation, right, or that whole match in general, um, did you did you guys actually in your heart of hearts believe there was a shot that Jericho was going to retire? No, but not after. <laughs> but it could have happened. There was always a that chance. Was, you think because that was my only gripe about that because I know, like, yeah, I just knew there was no chance it was time yet because it would be a little more uh, epic and that could have been the main event. A, a stipulation like that would main event like a smaller pay-per-view. So I knew, like, that's what kind of killed it for me. It's like, you know, yeah. That was my leaves home uh, type thing without the suspense because I knew what was going to happen in a sense. That was my problem with well, the Roman, what the Roman John Cena match at SummerSlam. It's, that was so exactly. unnecessary to add. Like, if I can't beat you, John Cena, I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna leave WWE. Like, why do that? You, you just gave away the match for me. Thank you. Right, right. Same thing. I felt it was completely but, unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So that was my only thing about that match. Um, it kind of. Yeah, I think there was a lot of energy lost in general after that that barn burner. Um, but yeah, like, it was gonna, it was gonna be hard to after the Lucha Bros match, and then Jericho's entrance. What was that? That was, I think that was the jump the shark moment for the Judas entrance. Like, don't do that ever again. I I didn't I hated it. I I I did not like it. It was a cool idea, but um, the one crowd is the, the night probably one of the. There's a lot of entrance misses, and that was one of them. The crowd didn't know what to do. The crowd had no idea what to do. I don't think they knew like where the song was. Like they couldn't get on the same page with the guitar. The guitar kept cutting out. Um, just not good. Bad rhythm, bad rhythm crowd. Or uh, I don't know who's to blame. The the people who thought that was going to be a good idea, or the crowd for not knowing what to do, or not AEW for not tweeting it. A week ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sing along with a guitar player from Fozzy. Like um, after the match, when Jericho's actual music played, that's when everyone was really into it, and I think that's what everyone paid to to, to be able to do. You know, um, I thought it was a good match. I I, I could cut. I think there might be some logic to why they did that because um, in the previous match, MJF made a stipulation where Jericho can't come out to Judas, and yes. the crowd still sang along. So the logic being for this match was we're not going to play the song. Instead, we're going to have, um, you know, one of the guys from Fozzie come out and play it on guitar and the fans would pick up. The, the problem is, is that it didn't sound, it, it sounded so distorted that the fans, when they, when they heard it, they were going, it seemed like they were going all over the place. So the idea, I get what, why they did that. It just, the execution was not good and should not be done again. Yeah. Um, I did like the false finish. Um, they could keep this going. I mean, if they wanted to, if MG, MJF has a gripe, like, Hey, I beat you. You shouldn't be here. I hope not. I, I think that this feud should be over now. 
Um, but I mean, Jericho did lose the first fall, kind of. And I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that like I hate it like when they do the the fuck finish and then the other referee comes out and um uh, says, No, 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 we saw the replay. You 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 missed this. Like you have to do that for all the matches now. Right. That's that's against pro wrestling logic and yeah. like etiquette. It's, it's that's what that's definitely one thing that I didn't like. There's no fucking video review and fucking pro wrestling. Come on now. Yeah. If you're gonna do that for one match, you have to do it for all the oh. matches. You, you, yeah, right. You have to be consistent. So, um, I mean, we see with WWE, sometimes they do that. And then the next match, they don't do that at all. Like they're, they're not consistent. There's no rules um, in WWE. AEW, they got to do this. They got to do the same thing. Like the same thing. We criticize WWE for one thing. We got to do the same thing with AEW. So if they're going to do this, be consistent. What do you guys think? Um, like what's next for these guys? This, and this is part of my problem with like AEW's talent roster. Like there's so many people now, like where does MJF, where can you logically go? And same with Chris Jericho. Now that you're saved, so to speak. Um, I'm curious because I think that's going to be, there's some people have to like stay away for a bit. Maybe Jericho takes a break. Maybe MJF finds some other feud, but like there's, it's, it's a, it's a fucking, um, clusterfuck now of like people to book and so little time in a sense of the main show which is dynamite so we'll see huh i think jericho can take a break i think he he needs a break uh go do some fozzy stuff um for a little while let people miss you for a little bit you know um and then you have the inner circle guys too that he could still go back to and you know watch uh sammy Guevara. maybe go back and tag with Guevara if he wants to um, Damn, there's so much talent, and uh, they they're having that problem that NXT and WWE had um, recently, where there's like you can now it really makes sense to have like a writing team or like a team that's really in charge of booking, like really sit down and plan the next two to six months because there's a lot of people they're gonna have to find time for. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they'll be fine though. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and I'm sure that they have they have roadmaps already in place, I bet. They can't just book it week of, you know. And then yeah. you also have to keep in mind that, that they also have their Friday night show as well. So uh, it, it's also an additional hour that they have at their hands. So they have two hours on Wednesday and an hour on Friday, and then that's not even including uh, dark or elevate or dark elevation. So there is time, and you don't need to have everyone on the show every single week. You can rotate a couple of guys in and out, uh, have one on Dynamite on Wednesday, and then have one next Friday, vice versa, however you want to do it. Yeah. Um, there is – they can absolutely do that. You know, They don't need to have everyone on the show. Um, now, as far as Jericho and MJF go, um, they are one and one uh, So rubber match. I'm inclined to think they're going to have a rubber match. Uh, and – I don't know what you, what you're going to do after that, but uh, I mean, you have, you obviously have to have a stipulation on there. But I think they've done too many stipulations for this feud already. But they can go ahead and do one more match. I just, you know, is it recommended? Uh, not really. Like, it's but they could do absolutely do that. Um. Yeah. But the the countdown to Y two J troll job from MJF was just perfect. Um, he's, he's really good. I, I I was a big hater on him, but he's a future um, one-time champ or two-time champ, maybe. He's what, 23, 24? Who he's knows? super but, young, um, yeah. Yeah, he has a good future. I think mainly just on the mic. I want to see him and him and Punk mix it up. I don't want to see that. The promo work would be epic. Just the promo, the promo work alone. The promo work would be... Here's another thing, though. MJF is actually pretty good in the ring. Yeah, he is. He's Mr. He's, Jace. He's, he's actually pretty good. He, he's son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, come on. See, you're entitled to your opinion. No, no, 100%. Even CM Punk, like, I mean, we'll get to it, but, like, his performance in general was a little bit. I think, again, this is just because he. There, there was so much heat in that tag match, and after that, I was just a little tired, or not—I want to say bored, but just like meh. That match you know was I mean? exhausting for sure. I, I think, I don't think the people in the in the in the audience was exhausted, but I was kind of tired after that match. Um, and let's just get into it. CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Um, 
I watching it, I was like, ah, this is kind of boring. But then I thought more about it uh, while I was watching it towards the end. And I was like, this isn't boring. This is a wrestling match. This is a Bret Hart match. That's what this is. Yeah, there was a lot of rest holds. And yeah, but this was just a Bret Hart match. And Bret Hart matches are usually kind of boring. Unless it's with Stone Cold. but um, <laughs> Unless it's WrestleMania and there's no rules. Uh, yeah, and you're fighting Stone Cold. Yeah. Or the screw job, because that was pretty entertaining as well. Yeah. But, um, uh, you, know, thought, you, like, you pick a body part and, you know, you attack that one body part or, you know, you, you, you're methodical. Um, there's not like, it's not a fast paced match. It's a wrestling match. Like you're trying to best right. the person. Right, right. Um, the graps. The graps. Yeah. And I think that that's what punk was going for. He's going for a wrestling match. Darby really did all, all the heavy lifting. I think in that match as well. Um, I don't think that there was any ring rust on punk really. Um, I don't think his, I don't think, I don't really think his cardio was even like a problem either but it definitely wasn't hbk's return um when he was gone for four years which felt like 20 years in wrestling yeah um there was no ring rust but however there was ring age showing i think um i mean how long was he gone seven years yeah that's a long time to be gone seven years he's not coming back as a 30 year old he's coming back as a he's over 40 now right so um, yeah he's 42 that's my concern too, because he was the big signing, and like his match was probably the eighth. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. Was probably like the sixth or fifth best thing on the show, and even that, like, it was a bit of a lackluster debut in my opinion. Even the choice of Darby. Now that I'm thinking about it, I wish there was like he has a bigger impact right away with a bigger feud. Um, obviously, we know what the plans are for the world title going forward. But it just felt a little like blase. I give it like a B, you know, because it is. I was interested to see how he looked, and he didn't look bad. He just didn't look like a four, like AJ does, you know. Like obviously, they're two different types of wrestlers. Um, yeah, but I just felt it was a bit lackluster, and well, yeah, I just I wanted him to be good because we all love CM Punk and his mic skills are still there. But in ring, and I thought I just think the feud in general is kind of. Uh, yeah, it's just not doing it for me right now. I hope I hope they go into something different or move on to different opponents, but who knows? I for the longest time I couldn't get over CM Pants. Um, I thought I was gonna see I, I thought I was gonna see a man in his underwear, and I got CM Pants. <laughs> that is that that's a good point too. Maybe that kind of threw me off because that kind of shows his age. Maybe he's not yeah. show his thighs anymore. We, who knows? But, we were talking yeah. like okay, what was what was worse? Shawn Michaels in brown pants or this or what did you say? Or or Dick said Triple H in biker shorts. (laughs) That means he's going to make up his mind. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you think, Dick, of that CM Punk uh, Darby match or like just all of it for 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 him? Not wrestling in seven years. I thought he did a good job. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with, with with this performance. I was actually rather surprised. Um, I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be winded, um, you know, going in and the way that Darby Allen wrestles, uh, he, he's, he wrestles fast pace. So, uh, obviously Darby did slow down for him, but when he was, when Darby was doing his spots, he went full speed, full throttle. Um, dude, when he went through the ring, I think, the ring, uh, the, the end of the turnbuckle through the ring ropes, that was pretty crazy. He's um, good at that little, that like, was insane. that little, like only he can kind of do that because of his body type and how his, his like his weight is kind of small. He's a small guy. And I think that's why um, they probably chose to have CM Punk wrestle him first. It's easy to grapple someone that's small and kind of have your way with him. Yeah. Versus a big, big goon, like a Luchasaurus or any one of that, you know, a WWE size guy and, in a way. And it makes sense wrestling psychology wise, because Darby's strength is his speed. So you're going to want to ground him. You're going to want to go. You're going to want to put him in like a rest hold to like fucking slow him down. That, right. I mean, that's wrestling. But go on, Dick. Um, but yeah, and, and also like, uh, you know, you know, Darby Allen has been wanting to face CM Punk. I mean, he grew up watching CM Punk. I mean, we have to realize that Darby Allen's still young. He's he's like 25, 26 years old. So he he's still he's still a relatively young guy, and this was a dream match for him. Uh, and there was no way Darby was not going to fuck this up. He wanted to 
go in there and give it his best because the spotlight was shining on him. You yeah. know, you're wrestling, a, you're wrestling a guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years in his hometown. So uh, I thought he did fine. Uh, I didn't really have any complaints with the match. I mean, it, it was a little boring at first, but they quickly picked up. Um, as far as Punk, I mean, I, and plus he was in Chicago. If he fucked up, the fans are going to be very forgiving of him. So, right. uh, and he didn't. So, so I, I didn't really see any problems with, with the match. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was going to be hard to come back though after the Bucks, and they did have a couple matches to come back, but they were able to slowly bring the fans back in. Yeah. And they did. Uh, CM Punk gets the win. I, I thought CM Punk should win this match. Um, if we did a prediction show, that would have been my prediction because, um, CM Punk can't lose his debut. I did see some chatter online of people being upset that CM Punk won or got the technical victory because they buried the Darby Allen, but they didn't I mean, bury him. They, he looked great in defeat. They shook hands after saying. the match. Like, yeah, I just, I disagree. That's how the IWC is. You, you know, you book one thing and they're going to be pissed. But it was interesting to see people even upset about that after all the rage. Yeah. That, all the <laughs> love for CM Punk. Would you want him to lose after, the, you know, the, the whole fucking internet community had themselves wet over that? So yeah. It's, it was a weird, weird thing to see. If he comes in and loses his debut match, all yeah. that, like... All that like good favor and like anticipation for seeing his comeback, I think, goes out the window because oh, he just came back and he, not only did he lose his first match, but he lost all his MMA fights too. Like this guy's a loser. Why do we? Why are we cheering <laughs> for this guy? Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Agree. Um, plus, with Darby losing, it doesn't hurt him at all. Like he he gained from this match. Yeah, Darby's already a superstar. He's established. Um, he just went up another level. You know. Um, CM Punk can I don't think CM Punk should be losing anytime soon Um, I think CM Punk needs to kind of go on a roll I think I don't know who he loses to first Um, but he shouldn't be losing um, for the next few matches I think his big matches at least let's see if he gets pissed if he doesn't get a world title run now that's (laughs) what I'm curious to see (laughs) see but I don't. He's already come out and said he's like he's not here to uh, he's not here to like do that. He's he's here to like help the young guys, um, which is funny because Dan O'Brien said the exact opposite in the media scrum after the show, and I want to talk about that after we we get to that. Uh, but it, he had some pretty funny things to say. Uh, but I was about to ask for a refund for this show because I was promised Paul White versus QT Marshall, and after the CM Punk match, I was like, wait a second. I haven't seen the big show yet. I need to call Fight TV and ask for a refund because I was promised Paul fucking White. All right. And I wanted to see QT fucking Marshall on the show and they didn't wrestle. And then I heard, well, well, it's Paul White. And I just I, I, I closed the app and I said, all right, all out. You, you can keep my money. Uh, You're gonna give the customer service a little a bit of a break. <laughs> I changed my rating to five stars. <laughs> uh, this there, match rationale as to why that was the second to last match. I thought they forgot. I honestly thought they forgot about it because I did. Well, they weren't sure how long the the, mat, the, the matches before the main event were going to run, so that's why they had it second to last. And if any of the matches did go on for a little bit longer than they like, then they could, uh, then they could scrap that match. And it was only a three minute match. Um, didn't, didn't need to really be on the card if we're perfectly honest, but it was a good buffer. Uh, that's just the, it was a, yeah, it was basically a, a buffer match to, um, for the main event, uh, Paul white run, um, for, for those two QT Marshall fans out there that wanted him to win. Sorry to say, it wasn't going to, wasn't going to happen. Yeah. That QT Marshall, man. He uh he he he's actually he needs to fix work on my brakes after the show so I'm glad he didn't get hurt or anything. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> after after that we had the main event which I thought was an okay match. I thought it was serviceable. What do you think of the main event, Dick? Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW Championship. It was it was it was a great match. Um, I wouldn't say a, a, a King Omega classic. No, but, um, 
it was a good, it was a great match nonetheless. Um, you know, it, a lot of people were thinking that this was not going to be the main event or the last show or the last match on the show. And you could have made the argument that Punk and Darby should have been the last match. I thought that was going to be the main event. It's Punk's first match. Right. And, you know, and you, you figure you put that, put that on there. But um, now after the pay-per-view, now we know why it was the last match. Um, again, I, I, and, and really anything to say bad about it just was not a Kenny Omega classic in the sense it was a good match. Um, you know, Christian's 47 years old. Let's, let's not forget that. He's, he's also in his, in his mid to late forties. That's so he's crazy. An older dude. Um, and he took some pretty, he took, he took a avalanche one wing angel. Yeah, that was, that was insane. That was a pretty big spot in the match. Um, I, I thought it, I thought it was a good match. I did not, like you said, not one of Kenny Omega's greatest hits, uh, but it was a good Definitely match. Not. It was very interesting that they wanted to have, we all know why eventually why they probably booked Christian in this match. But um, yeah, like you said, um, not, uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom Kenny, but we definitely got a B plus or B minus Kenny. Uh, but it was all for the, the, the payoff at the end. And, uh, as a match, pretty boring. And <laughs> it's I, hard. It's hard when the barn burner is in the middle of a show and like, or just you know the expectations that that tag match set, and especially what we know from Kenny. And I haven't been uh, into any Kenny stuff. I think his mic works aren't a suck in general. I'm not a. The new look is stupid. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. supposed to be. I uh, he's sad. He makes me so sad because I love him and I think he's he's up there with. Not anymore. He's not in the top five for me anymore. But like, potential wise, he's he's and I don't know. I ever since we see him on the scale of of pro wrestling, uh, he just hasn't met expectations to me as a champ. I'm bored of him as a champ. Uh, obviously, whoever he faces next, who which we'll get to in a bit, is probably going to take that title from him. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was all for the setup for the the ending. Honestly, I'm 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 done with Kenny as being champ as well. Um, it's been a long run, right? A long, pretty boring run, to be honest. Kind of boring. I I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I'm I think I'm just ready for someone new to be champ. Um, he's been it's been boring, but he's been a dominant champion. I'll I'll say that. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I I don't I don't like the belt being hot swapped back and forth between a bunch of people. Um, I like that about AEW, but at the same time, I'm kind of ready for a new champion. Uh, I think if it was Adam Page in this spot, I think that they would have did the title title change. And I kind of feel bad for Christian because no one is talking about him. <laughs> he was just in a main event, and no one – I haven't seen one person even comment about the match at all or Christian. Right. It's all what yeah. happened after the match that everyone's talking about. And that's the problem. Like, uh, uh, Go ahead. I just want to say, I mean, I'll give Christian his props. He did a tremendous job. You know, he he busted his ass. <laughs> job. Um, like I said, like I said, for for uh, for him being forty seven, he he took that bump. I mean, I, I give him a lot of credit, dude. So I want to give him some credit for for you know busting his ass last night. And what's crazy is that it, that's what it took to beat Christian. Was a, was a you know an avalanche one winged angel um, that says a lot about how they book him. They keep him strong. Um, and I like that. Um, now let's just, you know, let's talk about go it. Go to the meat. Let's go to the meat. Let's get to the meat. Um, after the match, the elite come down. The the good brothers they start they start beating up on uh, on Christian, and then you you hear Kenny Omega cut a promo, and he says, "No one can beat me. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm the best in the world." I, there, nobody here can beat me. Nobody there can beat me. No, not even a person. There's not a person alive that that is on my level or something like that. And the lights go out, and you you hear music. You don't know who it is, but then you see Adam Cole on the Tron, and the crowd goes fucking nuts. Adam Cole is all elite. I didn't think they could do it. I didn't think it happened this fast. Um, but. God damn it, did he get a reaction. Comes out, does the Adam Cole Bebe thing. The crowd goes crazy. They think he's going to help out Christian, and he ends up super kicking him instead and hugging the Bucks. Oh, my God. He's in the elite. 
The elite have gotten stronger. This is great. And and one thing I love about Adam Cole, he's one of the people who is not trashing his former employer, saying he just wanted to go because he thought it was right um, uh, just to go there because, you know, he's somewhere comfortable. He went clean, no no bad blood, and uh, I love that about him. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm jumping to root for Adam Cole. Kind of a weird spot to put him in, though, right? Like, now he's taking a back seat, in a sense, you know? I mean, he went from one... Und- the undisputed era to the elite. I think. I think he's a. Uh, he's just uh, jumping factions. He's a regular Jeff Jarrett. That Adam Cole. I am I buying know. that shirt though. Fuck. I am buying that shirt though. But I, I am mean, sad. But but if you think about it though, I mean, it was it was bound to join the elite. It was bound to join back with with, with the Bucks again. It's his friends. Um, yeah, it's obviously it's his friends, and you you know deep down he was he wants he wanted to work with them again. Deep down, he really wanted to do that. Um, he did not have a he did not have a, a clause in his contract. He let his contract run out. He, he let it run out. I think it was last week, last Friday. So he didn't have to wait ninety days or thirty days. He he uh, let his contract expire, and the perfect opportunity came. Showed up on Sunday, and that's crazy because NXT treated him so well. They built him up. He was a superstar. But I think I think what played a big factor into it is one his twitch. He wasn't going to be able to keep Twitch if he went to the main roster. And two, he just watched all of his friends get fired. And he's hearing all this chatter about how they're they're not looking for wrestlers anymore. They're looking for models and athletes, and they want p- tall people. He doesn't really fit any of those things. I mean, maybe he's a model. He's handsome as fuck. Um, but, you know, that doesn't sound like that's really going to be the place for Adam Cole to be. He's not six foot. Um and, you know, everybody that comes up from NXT, I don't care who you are, um, you get once you get called to the main roster, you are not you're not treated like you are in NXT. Um, so I think this is the right call. He's with his friends, he's with his girlfriend. Um, and yeah, he didn't really he didn't trash WWE at all. He said he had a lot of love for WWE, but he wanted something different. I would just hang out with his friends, too. And I mean, uh, be secondary, second fiddle. He looks so happy. He looks so happy, dude. Uh, Good for him, though. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Big, big, big time, big time. After that, the crowd is uh, the crowd think they got their moment. We all thought we got our moment. Kenny Omega is like, all right, well, that's it. Time to say goodbye. And then you hear Flight of the Valkyries, which I was hoping was going to be the final countdown. Uh, but I didn't think they were going to do both in one night. Flight of the Valkyries with like. A garage band drum machine over it. It was trash. They that definitely kind of killed that took me out of it a little bit. I'm like, fuck, what did they do that for? They definitely need to work on that. Um, update that theme. <laughs> they need to talk to Europe. They need to get them I, I to hope, sign I, I the rights they over. The countdown. They need yeah, the final countdown. Trash. Yes. Uh, <laughs> super garage band mix. Um, but that's like a fair use song. I think that's like Mighty Mouse's music. So, I mean, fuck it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't think we'd get both surprises in one night. Not only did we get a CM Punk return, a CM uh, a Ruby Soho debut, um, an Adam Cole debut, we got a Dan O'Brien re- return, we got a QT Marshall match on this show Brian for crying Danielson. out loud, a Brian Danielson. Was, where the fuck was Alistair Black and Pac and all these other guys and Andrade? Like that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a clusterfuck to the top oh. now. Well, I think well, Pac Andrade had and, uh, travel uh, issues. Yes, I don't know if that's kayfabe or not. Travel issues, so that match was scrapped. It was supposed to be on the pay per view, but um, due to travel issues, I more than likely with um, with Pac, uh, they did not include the match. And you know what? Maybe it was kind of a good idea and let them wrestle at a different time and give them um, give them the uh, give them the proper time that they need. Yeah, that'll be that moved to Rampage, um, and I think. Um, Malachi Black had like a little promo hyping up his match against Goldust <laughs> Dustin oh. Rhodes on, on Dynamite oh. I'll, I'll, by the you way I'm still so blocked I'm by Goldust I'm still so blocked by him because he was defending WWE and now he's in AEW and I'm not unblocked I don't get it I was on your side now I'll, technically I was fighting for you where you're at now you should, cut, you should hit him up <laughs> you piece of shit <laughs> Just kidding, Virgil. <laughs> um, anyways, um, but they did both in one night, and that's 
insane that they they pulled it off. This was like the perfect execution, I think, for um, this kind of stuff. Do you think it was rushed? Maybe. But did everyone leave there with a smile on their face? Did they get me to cheer and jump up and down like I'm 11 years old and I had to keep it down because I didn't want to wake up my baby because I'm a fucking nerd? Yes. Did me and Dick hug and jump up and down? Yes. Was I talking shit? Yes. Did I get drunk and talk shit? Yes. It's part of the game, baby. It's wrestling. Um, I just... I... From being like such a, from being all elite from the beginning, um, I this is just like a, a big, for me this is a big deal because to see where the company is at mm-hmm. now is huge, and to just see WWE just giving them a a like a level players or B plus players in their eyes, um, this is this is huge. Daniel Bryan came, is like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are the two. Are their Rock and Cena basically that they they gave to AEW of the last basically B plus Rock and Cena it it totally is of the 2010s yeah Um, however like I guess to put a bow on things in a way is like I really see it as a bash the beach moment for (laughs) this was like that for AEW that who's the third man you know what I mean Uh, yeah and I think it was good but let's see if they blew their wad. How they gonna create? How's how they gonna build creative? Because I remember WCW had similar issues when they had so many fucking people and failed to make it creative. And I think what Vince is thinking, I'm not, I can't think for the man, obviously, um, and I wish I could, but I think he's almost going with the less is more approach. It seems like you know what I mean, trying to build those big stars versus having so many medium stars. You know what I mean, like. Uh, similar to what the Attitude Era is, because if you think about it, Attitude Era, was carried by by what three or four people. Oops, no, that's a good one. Oh, no, that was a good fart. Um, <laughs> oh, five farts. Uh, but, I um, I argue Attitude Era. Everyone on the star had a story. Everyone on the show had a storyline. Everyone was a big deal. Um, from the Godfather to the Rock to Val Venus to Kai and Ty, everyone. Everyone felt like they had something going on. Now, um, I, I I couldn't tell you what's going on in WWE. Yeah, I, I well, I, as far as like the top players, like AEW has an abundance of like who they would deem as like main eventers, main eventers. So it's gonna be, yeah. Even I would say they should consider Miro as a top guy. Um, so it's going to be a challenge, and I'm seeing if they blew their wad or if they go WCW on all of us and start letting the inmates run the ship too much and it collapsing from there. I mean, Vince has been in a position like this, so I wouldn't necessarily um, say um, they're done or anything or even close to it because they have created for a reason no, and they no, have, they're no. going to hire. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not quite like WCW because you got to remember back then, a lot of the wrestlers had creative control. Well, final to their downfall. Final creative control. That's that's the that's the big word in all this. Final creative control. So, uh, AEW I mean, yeah. they they have creative they have they creative have control in what they want to do. Uh, in AEW, and not so much. Um, yeah. you know, they'll have input, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Tony Khan who's going to make the final decision. And um, I think I think it's going to be a little bit different from that. Um, this is going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with AEW. I mean, there is there is a, they do have a rather large roster. Huge. Um, they don't have. They it is huge. Um, I will I will say, but I think it's manageable. I think they can they can they can they can they can pull it off. We we'll just have to wait and see. Um, having that extra hour on Friday nights is helpful. Again, you don't need to have everyone on the show every single time. You could you could always rotate guys in and out. Yeah, dynamite. It seems like uh, there's a focus on the newer big talent that came in. What about all the guys who've been there since day one? Like, what? I'm curious to see how they feel. Like, um, if they're going to be pushed aside. Um, but you know, life is there's a pecking order. So let's see how. Uh, I'm just curious to see how they're going to manage it. Well, you still see guys like Jungle Boy on like on the shows um you still see mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people that are from day one you saw frank kazarian the elite killer out there 
Um, what is he? Sam what is Lara still around? Yeah, they're still doing stuff. Yeah, um, they just got to find and places for him. They can do it. Guys like. And, and guys like Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy, you want to take your time because that's your future. So there, and plus you, you bring in guys like Daniel, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, they're going to, they're going to work with these young guys and they're going to, and they're going to learn a lot to get them ready in a couple of years where they're going to be the top guys in the company. Um, yeah. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be real interesting to see what's going to happen. I think it's a good thing. Um, that extra hour programming on Friday nights is going to help them. Um, you know, and also keep in mind, you know, they also have that Arthur, Arthur Ashe show coming up in a couple weeks. Yep. So that's going to be a big one. Big. Um, what was cool. Uh, another thing, uh, Dan O'Brien was saying, like I was saying earlier, he was mentioning punk, how punk was like, I want to be like Terry Funk and I want to help the young guys and I want to put some people over Dan O'Brien came in and he's like, I heard him say that. And I, I, that's not going to be me. I'm not here to put anyone over. I'm here to kick some fucking heads in. That's an exact quote. Um, definitely go find it on the All Elite Wrestling YouTube channel. It's like an hour and a half long. You can kind of skip around, but uh, Dan O'Brien has a really good... Um, he has some cool stuff to say. Um, and yeah, this, I I love the show. I thought it was awesome. Um, my thing is with WWE... So oh, dude, Dan O'Brien. This is a different Dan O'Brien. This is not... I mean, I got to stop saying that. This is a different... This is this Brian, is Brian Danielson. Danielson. This is the American Dragon, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think the world has seen this guy yet. Um, it's very exciting. Um, where does he go next? Who, who he's, he's obviously going to start a feud with the Elite. Adam Cole, Kenny has to be Kenny, dude. I think it has to be Kenny. Kenny Omega, Dan O'Brien. I mean, uh, save Ring's run and Ring like, of Honor. Let him. Is that the last one that fall to DB or BD. Yeah, um, it's 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 a good. They're in a good place right now. Um, sky's the limit. Um, space is the place. Funky like a monkey. I, the crop. I, I think it all depends on whether or not how long Hangman's going to be out because I remember he just had his kid. Yeah. Oh shit! That's right. What happened? Yeah. Hangman's out. Um, you saw so, the you have the Dark Order guys too. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. You saw Orange Cassidy. Let me see oh, Orange shit. Cassidy versus Adam Cole. Uh, OG right there, too. Yeah. Um, I'd be down for that match. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the different matches. And I mean, keep in mind, like, you could put Dan O'Brien and CM Punk in a tag team. I think that'd be dope. Yeah, but I think they got to capitalize Especially on this. Especially against a couple of bucks. Hey, now. There's no titles there, but so that'd be good. That could be a good starting place, but we'll see. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, do you guys have any other remarks? Things, things to add? No, I think it was a, a a good showing for them. But you know, I I I think I, I'm just curious to see how they respond going forward to to manage all that. I'm just curious to see how WWE responds. Apparently, there's some good shit going on Raw. Just looking at my Twitter feed right now. So I, I was gonna say, um. It's good for everybody. Yeah. Good flavors for uh, everybody who wants to see. So I want to see how the reaction goes. Do you think WWE was watching? Do you think they are aware? Or do you think they're not not caring? Like, oh, they're just using our old guys to get over. A little bit of both depends who you ask. I mean, Vince probably wasn't watching. Triple H probably was. But I think the creative team was probably... They're probably conceding the fact that AEW is the new NXT in a way. Like the cool hip thing. Yeah. Um, since you know, and I'm I, yeah, I'm just curious to see how they're gonna um go with their counter programming if that if that's indeed they something they want to do. Um. Yeah. It's I. I'm just really really happy for what's going on in wrestling right now. Um. Because there's there's a lot of cool shit. There's. It's literally just like they're just giving fans what they want. Like, and when when it comes to AW, like you could. That's what's dope because you can literally be like, oh, it'd be cool to see that match. And then next week it's announced like, oh, shit, I just said I wanted to see that. And now I'm getting it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think I think what's going to happen with WWE, I, I think they're going to get fucked on their next their next deal. I don't see NBC and Fox giving them a billion dollars again, um, especially after they see kind of 
what they've been producing and like the hype behind. I don't know if they pay attention to like the hype behind AEW or if that's like a factor. Um, but I think as a product, like, dude, we paid half a billion dollars for this shit. Like, what? We're promoting this yeah, on okay. NFL games. What? Yeah, we'll see. I think as long as the money's there and um, they have eyes, the WWE will find creative ways to get those to get those eyes on them and, you know, to get that money. Vince is a pretty good businessman or his team is. Again, they're fucking record high revenue. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what goes on. Nick Khan, the butcher, dude, or the <laughs> the the uh, executioner. <laughs> um, But, yeah, this has been a pretty fun show. Interesting. We are in an interesting time right now, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully with, I mean, I'm going to try to watch Raw now because apparently it's, it's good. We're recording this on Monday, Labor Day. Um, hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. We'll be back next time, next week, maybe, hopefully, with uh, some more news, more recaps, more stuff, more laughs, more jokes, more fun. Uh, but until then, always remember, we are the new, 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 new world order professional podcasting and we will see you next time.